Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. My pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, I have crazy, weird, potentially great news for you if you're a renter. There's a new way for you to earn rewards points, maybe even a down payment on a home, using a credit card to pay your rent. Wait till I explain it to you. Also, I've got some bad news for some really bad dudes, payday lenders. So I got to tell you about something that when I first heard about it, I, I figured this has to be a ripoff that I'm just missing the ripoff part of, or this has to be another fintech that is going to spend its investors' money accidentally helping people out, but not themselves. But this one is crazy. If you are a renter, I want you to check out builtrewards.com. B-I-L-T rewards.com. This is goofy. So let me tell you how this plays. And right now they're rationing the number of people that can sign up. So you go on a wait list, but what they allow you to do is pay your apartment rent with their credit card at no fee. I mean, think how many people have tried to pay apartment rent with a credit card and they say, yeah, you can do that, but it'll be 3% extra or 5% extra or whatever. And there are very, very few apartment complexes that let you pay rent by credit card. But this one is, excuse the pun, built from the ground up to allow you to have a reward credit card geared to paying rent. And they give you 2x points, double points, when you pay your rent on that credit card. It's not a good deal on other stuff. It's just 1x points. So, obviously, using it for rent is great. And if you are early, they start you off at 3x points initially, and then you go to 2x points. So, the points can then be used for down payment money for a house you're buying eventually or for whatever else you want to do. Also helps you with your um, with your credit standing. So what could possibly be bad about this? You run a balance and you pay interest. I mean, if you use it as designed to the best possible use, this will be really great for you. So landlords may not want to take this. So listen what Built does. 
they bill you for your rent, and then they send your landlord your rent payment by check or electronic transfer at no cost to you. So I don't know how they're going to make this work. As they say, it's a no-brainer. No-brainer for you, but it seems like a goofy business model to me. And I would, t- I would take the opportunity if you're a renter. The one way it does not work, though, and let me mention this a second time, is if you use it as a way to borrow money to pay your rent at very high interest. This needs to be something where you pay your rent with the card and then you pay the bill when due so that you're not running up high interest charges on your rent. Krista? Okay, Clark, um, let's start with Jason in Florida. He says, my employer's 403B through Fidelity offers a managed plan for a 0.3% fee. Would I be better suited with this plan or a target date fund? So 0.3 is a very reasonable fee. If you are uncomfortable trying to build your own portfolio. On the other hand, if you're happy with a target date fund, and particularly if they offer the index version of the Fidelity target date fund series that has extremely low costs, if that's offered through the 403B, then I think you're fine to just do the target date funds. If you have an unusual circumstance or situation that you feel that just using a simple target date fund is not correct for you, not suitable for your personal situation, then paying 0.3 is actually a pretty reasonable fee for building a portfolio for you. Okay, and Natalie in North Carolina says, you recently gave advice on avoiding subscription services. One great solution that is definitely worth a mention is a feature with the Capital One card. With any online card use, you can create a virtual number, which you have control of, to lock at any time for future charges. I love it. While not everyone has a Capital One card, it's free and has a very flexible rewards program. I also have gotten very good customer service from them when I've had issues. Thanks for all you do. Natalie, thank you. And that is a great suggestion. We had another one from someone else that you sign up for trial offers with a stored value card that would not have anything on it when they'd go to try to charge you for an ongoing subscription. So your idea of the disposable numbers that you can lock or discontinue is great. The stored value card is great. Just know there are a lot of people out there with free trial offers that are anything but free. From Margie in North Carolina, have you noticed that rolls of the big name brand toilet paper have gotten narrower? At first, I thought it was just my imagination or a product of the rolls getting thicker, but with more sheets, so they seem narrower in comparison. But no, I bought a pack of Costco toilet paper and they were normal width. So I measured both the name brand and the Costco and found the name brand roll was almost 15% narrower than the other than the Costco one. That's a lot less paper and a big material savings for the company, which I'm sure is not being passed on to the consumers. You are a very observant user of toilet paper. And yes, you are right. Toilet paper rolls have narrowed. And also, a lot of toilet paper companies have made the width of each sheet, or would that be the length? The length of each sheet smaller also. So 
looking at that, you will find even with private labels, from one private label, you're talking about the Kirkland signature being a wider role, other private labels have also shrunk their width. So you are getting less bang for your toilet paper buck at a lot of places. It is another example of what's called shrinkflation. Ed in Oregon says, I'm considering donating to an organization that rescues abused animals. I would like to know how they spend their donations, how much money goes to the administration costs, etc. Do you have any information or tips on how to research a charity? Yes, Ed, there are sources where you can do so. And usually it's going to be larger organ- larger nonprofits that you're able to check at the three known sources, which are give.org, charitywatch.org, and charitynavigator.org. And so you can check those three. But if this is a very small organization, then it requires much more digging on your part. You have to read their public filings they have to do with the IRS. If you were to Google um, charitable organization IRS filings, it'll take you through the process of how to do that. And did you just hear that, Krista? One of the Google devices. You said it again, so it just did it again. Google and Amazon are listening everywhere. But anyway, you can look at the filings. They are, they take some work to go through, but you'll be able to get to the heart of the matter about how the money is actually spent. It, this work, this, this grunt work is done for you at Give.org, Charity Watch, and Charity Navigator, all three .orgs. And coming up next, I'm really excited about something Congress did to try to get the ripoffs of payday loans stopped or at least slowed down. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. There's an obscure federal agency that historically has been about as anti-consumer as any government entity could be anywhere on planet Earth. It's called the Office of the Controller of the Currency. And they, through the years, have seen their role as to be the champions of financial institutions to the detriment of consumers, no matter what it is to be anti-consumer. And last year, the controller of the currency, there's actually a person who is the, in that job, and then it's an agency called the Office of the Controller of the Currency. They came up with this crazy, weird rule that eliminated any state oversight anywhere in the country of what are known as predatory loans. Those are loans that can carry unlimited interest rates usually somewhere in the range of 400 to 900% interest. And they decided that it should be completely free market and allow any bank in the country to be involved in lending 
without any oversight at all at any interest rate whatsoever. Well, that was just overturned. It was not a partisan vote. In other words, it wasn't a typical political divide in Washington. It was overturned by a vote in the House and a vote in the Senate. And now is not going to be in place anymore. And the bank lobbyists, I'm sure, are just furious that they're not going to be free to be above the law and charge whatever interest rate they want. And a lot of the banks were doing this a really, really hideously ugly way. They were working with what are known as storefront lenders, a lot of payday lenders, to be able to make these ultra-high interest rate loans to the desperate. And, but the good news from what the uh, control of the currency did was it caused a backlash in a number of states, the most recent being Hawaii, that now has passed very strict rules on lending, anticipating that the Congress would allow states to restrict brutal lending practices. And now in Hawaii, the effective interest rate someone can be charged on a loan is coming way down. I mean, what had been going on was you might borrow money for a month and owe an interest more than what you borrowed. That's how hideous this stuff was. And the idea was to trap people in a never-ending series of loans that would pile one on top of another. When you couldn't afford to pay the first loan, you'd take out a second one. When you couldn't afford to pay that, you'd take out a third one. And this is something a lot of people look the other way about because it's people that may be working at a job. They're not making a lot of money. They're not people you might normally hang out with and you just didn't pay attention. But let me tell you, this is something that has bothered me for so long about these ugly, horrible loans. And I bet the controller of the currency has never been excited about taking out a multi-hundred percent loan for the controller's own personal use. This is just wrong, wrong, wrong stuff. It should not be that if you're not politically influential, if you don't have the ability to bend the ear of a congressman or senator, that you should be not covered by normal, simple banking and financial rules. I want you to know this. If you ever hit a rough spot in your life, just because the payday loan people are happy to make a loan to you, convenient hours, no proof of credit standing or anything like that, doesn't mean that you should take out that loan. Because think about what's happening. Remember, you borrow, let's say you borrow $600 and you go to pay it back a month later and you owe $1,200. You're just digging a deeper hole. I know they make it easy to get the money, but it is legalized loan sharking in states that permit it. And you should avoid it like the plague because it is a plague on your personal financial future. Tim in Florida says, thank you for giving the Comcast customer service number to actually speak with an individual. I called about my internet bill going up 170% due to the 12-month special price ending. I asked for help and spoke calmly. They renewed my old plan, saving us $312 for another 12 months. Well, Tim, I am so glad 
that you found our guide. So we get so many complaints about the cable monopolies, Comcast being just one of them. And so we have a list of numbers that we think you can actually get past all the menu trees and actually reach a human being. And the thing is, if you don't ask, you don't get. The big thing with these monopolies is to lure you in with a relatively low price for an introductory period. And then the bill goes way, 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 way up. And they count on most people just giving up and paying whatever the new charge is. But obviously, Tim, that wasn't you. I don't want that to be anyone else. I want you to stand up for yourself. And think about this. I can't wait because we are on the cusp of not having monopoly control of internet access anymore. We're just weeks away from Starlink being available everywhere in the United States. Uh, This is going to be great for people who live in rural areas where they don't even have access to one of the existing monopolies. They'll be able, with a relatively small dish, to get a really great internet connection. And then I've talked about the cell phone carriers coming up with their own internet access. And we pay some of the highest prices in the world for internet, but not for much longer. And in the meantime, do what Tim did. When your special deal ends, you fight for another special deal. Matt in Ohio says, I'm 48 years old and plan on retiring around 65. I have a pension from a previous employer that gains 4% per year. Should I take a lump sum now and convert all the funds to an IRA? I feel I could do better than 4% with the IRA route. Matt, I am such a believer in letting that retirement plan grow, that pension grow, because the beauty of the pension is you won't outlive the money. You won't have to worry about uh, making good investment decisions. You won't have to worry about being in retirement and suddenly the market falls apart. It is kind of like having the safe part of your retirement portfolio versus the rest of it. So I love pension payouts over time. And the only time I would ever take a lump sum is if you have reason to be worried about the financial strength of the employer you used to work for. That would be a reason to take the lump sum. But know this, Matt, the employers, both current and former, are always pushing people to take a lump sum. Why do they push you to take a lump sum? Because they end up effectively paying less over time getting you to take a lump sum than getting the ongoing promise payments from them. William in Wisconsin says, I tried to sign up for the T-Mobile internet service. They gathered all the info for me to set it up. My driver's license number, last four of my social security number, address, and phone number. But then they said they can't go forward unless they get the first five of my social security number, which I thought was sneaky. I refused, but was wondering what can one do if he or she is not comfortable giving up their social security number? So, William, uh, this is a terrible thing to tell you. But usually the last four of a social security number is all a business needs to figure out the rest of it. For whatever reason, in your case, they couldn't do that. I don't know what the circumstance would be. They were not being sneaky. The sneaky is what happens with T-Mobile and everybody else 
that giving the last four is enough for the keys to the kingdom almost always. So I get it that you're not comfortable giving up the whole number. And we always have to be very cautious and careful when we do give anybody our social security number. And Michael in Georgia wants to know, is gap insurance necessary? And if so, where do I get it from? So gap insurance is when you buy a vehicle, typically this is the use, when you buy a vehicle with a really long-term loan, you're going to be what's known as upside down in that vehicle loan for years. So let's say your vehicle was stolen and not recovered, or you were in an accident and the vehicle was totaled. You will owe the difference between the remaining loan balance and what the then current value of the vehicle is. So that's where gap insurance comes in and why long-term loans for a vehicle are so frightfully dangerous and why I say you should never take out a vehicle loan longer than 42 months. So if you're in a situation where you've taken out a really long loan, then you can shop around for gap insurance. And there are multiple places. If you're a member of a credit union, they may be able to sell you an affordable gap insurance policy. You may find one from your own automobile insurer that would sell you an affordable gap insurance policy. The one place you will never find an affordable gap insurance policy is from the dealer. And I want to tell you, I really appreciate you listening to this podcast Also, truly appreciate the volunteers and employees in our Consumer Action Center. That's where you can get one-on-one advice for free. You can call them with your questions. This is a community service that we offer to consumers because my number one priority in everything I do is to serve you. You can find their number and hours at clark.com slash CAC.